This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, Saturday night with your boy, Ty Butler. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. We're going up until 7.30. And at that time, you'll get Knicks Rockets. Houston coming in losers of four straight games. The Knicks won last night, beat the Wizards. So they'll look to make it two straight. We will get to that, of course. We will also get to the Nets. You guys hear that? That's the sound of Kevin Durant dropping 30 on his former team, the Warriors. We'll get to that. We'll also get to some baseball. Yankees bringing a left-handed bat, Jay Bruce. The Mets, unfortunately, dealing with some some tough news. Seth Lugo looks like he's going to be out for some time. We'll get to all of that. Phone number around here. We invite you to join the conversation at 1-800-919-3776, 800-919-3776. And on Twitter, you can hit me at Ty D. Butler on Instagram as well, Ty D. Butler. But where we start is with the NFL. Because six days ago, the GOAT won the Super Bowl, taking out a potential GOAT in progress, Brady beating Mahomes. And since then, we see all hell is about to break loose in the NFL. Quarterbacks galore. We might be staring at an NBA-esque NFL offseason. You've got Deshaun Watson asking out of Houston. The Texans stubborn right now. He'll end up getting traded. Carson Wentz once out of Philadelphia. We've seen Jared Goff and Matt Stafford traded for one another. Aaron Rodgers voiced his displeasure with the organization. And now this week, you can add Russell Wilson to the list of franchise quarterbacks currently unhappy with their situations. So it's, it's an exciting time for us because, yeah, we do lose the NFL actual games, but we get to talk about player movement. And for some, we're going to hear that silly old honor your contract. These players, get, you know, you get paid so much money. Honor your contract. Just get on the field, play football, and sit there and shut up, Brett Favre. But for me, I support player movement. Because in Russell Wilson's case, I don't think he's going to get traded. If you ask me to bet my house... Wait, I don't own a house. If you ask me to bet my mom's house on it, I would say he will be a Seattle Seahawk next year. Same with Aaron Rodgers. But as far as guys like Deshaun Watson, who has drawn some criticism because despite being under contract, he's asking for out of Houston. You've heard people say, you know, why are you not honoring your contract? For me, it is if you are in the prime of your career, at the peak of your powers, and you're in a situation where the organization is wasting away your talent, by all means, ask for a better situation. Especially in a league where NFL stands for not for long. It is a shorter shelf life than any of the other major sports. In an instance, it could be gone. So I'm with Deshaun Watson and any of these players who feel like, you know, J.J. Watt was the same deal. He asked to to be released by the Texans. He's in the prime of his career. He wants to go out there and win a championship. So if you are an athlete under contract and the team around you is not in position to win a championship, then go, go, go get it. Go try to find a better situation. Especially because what we do in sports is we judge guys by wins and losses. And what we're learning is it's not just about wins and losses anymore in the regular season. It's what is your playoff resume. Because as great as you were in the regular season, Giannis, your team has yet to even get to the NBA Finals. I know you've got back-to-back MVP, something only, I don't know, 11 players uh, have done in NBA history, but we don't care. Hey, Lamar Jackson, your MVP in the regular season, adorable. You're only 1-2 and in the playoffs. I know he's only 24 years old, but three playoff games, we can judge you after that. That's the conversation surrounding these players. So yes, if there's a, a, a chance for you to find 
a more optimal playing situation where you can maximize the prime of your career and go out there and, and compete for championships, then go do it. And for Russell Wilson, again, I don't think he's going to end up leaving Seattle. But you can argue that he has been wasted the last couple of seasons. I came across this stat. In his first nine years, Russell Wilson sacked 394 times. That's the most of any quarterback in their first nine seasons. He's finished top five in in sacks taken in six straight years. He is running for his life, and he might be trying to run out of town now. Great quarterbacks on the market. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, I mentioned Carson Wentz. We may not consider him to be great anymore because of what we've seen the last couple of years post uh, the injury. What was it, in 2017, when he was on an MVP-level uh, trend trajectory. And then unfortunately, he got, he's gotten hurt and hasn't been able to recover from that. But I'm just excited about what we have unfolding before us. And it doesn't mean that all of these quarterbacks are going to get moved. But you hear Schefter saying, what, 18 to 20 teams expected to have different quarterbacks next year? That's exciting. And then we move closer to home where it is the New York Jets in a situation right now. One that you hate to be in because with Darnold, you would love to know the answer to what has been a question mark the last couple of seasons. But you don't know. Which is why there is... The idea of him coming back is being entertained, despite him not having played well. Because you look at what the Jets have have surrounded him with, and it's a head coach who, I mean, if we're being honest, clearly had no idea what he was doing. No weapons, a bad offensive line, just really nothing to work with. So how can you judge a guy when there, there is literally trash bins around him? With all due respect. So he could be on the move as well. Which brings me back to Deshaun Watson. And look, three first round picks, it's a ton. But I got to do that if I'm the Jets. This is the guy that you would be looking for in the draft. A guy that you hope your draft pick would turn into. You've seen Deshaun Watson. And I know he was great last year. And the Texans went 4-12. and You could say, look, you bring him here, you trade all your assets away, it's going to be Texans 2.0. Except it's not going to be. Because now you have a head coach in Robert Salah who you believe in. You've got a GM in Joe Douglas who you're trending toward being confident, can, can field a competent team around your quarterback. So no, it's not going to be Texans 2.0. It's different. If, if three first-round picks is what it takes to get done, then that's something you got to do. That's something you, you absolutely have to do. I'm, j- I'm just not here for anyone bashing Deshaun for wanting out of Houston. We've, we've seen that how, how much of a dumpster fire that situation is. Bill O'Brien, was he a worse GM or a head coach? I don't know. Make the argument for both. We saw that the team president stepped down this week. J.J. Watt has asked for out. Deshaun Watson has every right to, to seek opportunity and employment elsewhere. So I, the next couple of weeks, interesting to say the least, that the closer we get to the draft, we know that the Texans are going to lose any leverage that they may have in, in this situation. And coming up, we're going to hear from Jeremy Fowler, who might have ruined my weekend with something he said yesterday on Get Up. But right now, for me, it's Deshaun Watson or Bust. Uh, Russell Wilson could be on the market, but I don't think he's going to get moved. And even if he does get moved, there's no chance he's, he's coming to the Jets. But a lot to get to today on a Saturday night. I'm having fun because it's Valentine's Day weekend. It, it is, you know, love is in the air. So I invite you guys to, to join the conversation at 1-800-919-3776, 800-919-3776 on Twitter, at Ty D. Butler. Make sure you go follow me. That, let's not net, let the night end without you following me on Twitter and on Instagram, Ty D. Butler. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
Hit me up on Twitter at Ty D Butler and Instagram Ty D Butler. So where we start, where we started last segment was just Deshaun Watson and a bunch of other quarterbacks could be on the move, or Deshaun Watson is going to get traded, but other quarterbacks like Russell Wilson could be on the move. I'm just excited about it because we've never seen something quite like this in the NFL. This is an NBA thing where July 1st hits and all these guys are you know, taking meetings with teams. You've got star players moving around, jumping around the league. So when you get that in the NFL, it's exciting. And I just reject any idea that a player should have to stay with a team just for the sake of, quote-unquote, honoring a contract. Because we, we hold these athletes to a standard of win or die. And when their organization isn't putting them in best position to do, do that winning at the highest level, we kill them. The, the, the quarterback record is what it is. It's the quarterback record. We're not saying, well, the coach went 5-11 and 11, or the organization went 5-11. and 11. We're saying Deshaun Watson last year went 4-12. and 12. So as great as you are, how good can your team be? So that's why I support player movement. Let's get to your phone calls. 1-800-919-3776. We start with Jay in the greatest city in the world, Brooklyn. New York City, Brooklyn. Peace to all my Moors and Muslims across the world. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Yes, one of the mecca of of all the cities, Brooklyn. Um, BK, where you at? Man, man. I'm, I'm over in Brownsville, man. I'm out here. I'm there out go. here. There you go. Um, I want to start off by congratulating you because I've heard the work that you have done over the weeks, the years, and things like that. And it's hard work and dedication to get to the position that you at. So I don't want to pass that up. I appreciate you, man. I have right now. means a lot, man. I really appreciate that. really does. Thank you for doing what you do. In regards to this op, op, um, player situation, I feel that this is not our dad's football players that we're looking at. We're looking at players who have options, who know that it's all about self. You know what I mean? I'm the one who put in this hard work. I'm the one who put in this dedication. I know when I come to these contracts, I have to apply by certain rules and regulations. But if you know about contracts and you know about certain things, there's loopholes. And his loophole is his trade calls. And you cannot be mad at him, his agent, or whomever decided to have a trade clause. Now, you get upset that this man wants to leave an organization that has not been treating him fair. You know, nobody wants to stay at a job to do a nine-to-five and not be treated fair. Everybody want to be appreciated. And you can see what they did to, uh, yesterday in regards to releasing J.J. Watts. So there's no loyalty in this game. No, so it's not. It's a business. In the end, it's a business. Right. right. So I have to agree with you. I have to agree with the players. And we, as the people, need to start believing in ourselves because we are the ones who has the power. That's all I have to say, man. Appreciate Thank you for you. my time. And you be blessed on purpose, King. You and too. love everybody. Yes, Try sir. To. Yes, Go. sir. Those are the types of vibes we're getting here on a Saturday night. And I agree with you, Jay. Appreciate your call. Listen, it, like people hold athletes to a different standard than they would themselves. And it's hypocrisy at the highest level. He's in a situation where he's unhappy and he wants to go somewhere because he he understands I'm in the prime of my career. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only trending upward as far as production. I need to maximize that right now because as someone who's already dealt with injury, who knows when this is going to go. And anyone in that situation would be able to understand him if they're living that life that Deshaun Watson is as an NFL player. But we, we pretend that athletes should just sit there and you know not talk and not complain and not be frustrated. Just sit there, make your money, and play football games. It's ridiculous. But it's also hypocritical and not all that shocking. Matt and Huntington, how you doing tonight? What's up? Talk to me. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. First of all, big fan. Listen to you with Dave a lot. Appreciate you. Um, just happy you have your own thing now. Um, so my point is we're talking about Watson and we're talking about all these other quarterbacks. 
And everyone keeps saying three picks for Watson, maybe three picks and Sam or something like that. Why don't we think outside the box and go try to sign Dak Prescott? I know he's going to be franchise tag. I think it equals two first-round picks. He's already proven. If you add another piece to the line of free agency with all the money they have and you show the commitment to him, I think he'd be willing to leave Dallas. Now, here's the thing. That's all got to say. All right, appreciate your call, Matt. Dak Prescott, I, I just can't come around to this idea that the Cowboys aren't going to give him the contract. It, it, they don't have any other alternative. The Cowboys are in the win-now business. Dak Prescott gives you the best chance to win now. And this is coming from someone who has never been high on Dak. I was of the mindset that if you are trying to win a title, Dak cannot be your quarterback. You watch what happened last year and how they ultimately just fell apart without him. His value increases. You look at that situation in Dallas a little bit differently and you say, maybe we can't win a Super Bowl with him, but at least he gives us a chance. And if things break the right way, who knows? Jimmy G was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And I'd say Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Jimmy G. Now, the situation's different, right? That Niners team is just talented with Kyle Shanahan. But the point is, if you have Dak, things break the right way. You put the talent around him. Who knows? I, I just don't think the Cowboys are going to shop him. So that's why I, I, he hasn't crossed my mind as a legitimate option uh, for the Jets at, at, at quarterback because I just don't see him leaving Dallas. Jerry Jones at some point has got to wisen up, right? Even heard Troy Aikman the other day say, like, this is dangerous. Sign this guy. It makes no sense. Look at that NFC East. Who's scaring you at quarterback? Wentz will be gone. Daniel Jones. Who, who's the quarterback that's scaring you in that NFC East? Dak Prescott is going to be the best quarterback. Dallas is going to be the best team because of that. It, makes, it would make no sense for, for Jerry Jones and the Cowboys to, to shop Dak, which is why I've never entertained him being the next Jet quarterback. Spike, Jersey, what's up, my man? Hey, Ty. Uh, you're my lifeline. I'm on one of these quiz your shows lifeline. now. You're my, you're my lifeline. I need an answer from you. You want to help a friend out? What's up? Okay, I need an answer to this question for the big money. Did uh -oh. you have a big box of Crayola crayons with the numbers on it? Uh, yes. Long okay. time ago. Uh, Okay, okay. Well, think hard. I need this. This is for, I went for everything. It was all or nothing. I knew my last call. Uh -oh. What number was purple and gold? Purple and oh, <laughs> You know what number purple and gold was? 18. <laughs> 18. Eight the number, the, eight, eight and 24. All right. I knew I'd get you on that. Loosen you up a little bit, man. I, I looked at my wife. I said, I, the only guy I can call are the purple and gold, the Lakers colors, man. We got to get the NBA if you're on. The number, um, the number is 18. I know, I know the number is 18 listen. because that will be the number of championships the Lakers have at the conclusion of this season. So yeah, that's the answer yeah, to your I, question. Yeah, no, it's got to scotch me. All right. Uh, right now, after 20 some odd games, is LeBron the MVP? Oh, without question. Uh, what is it? 25. Nine and nine this year, the Lakers yeah. is the, the the third best record um, in the Western Conference right now. LeBron's the MVP. I I just watched the Sixers lose to the Suns. So yeah. Embiid was was a front runner for me a couple of weeks ago, but they're losing some steam there. But yes, the the Lakers the two seed right now in the Western Conference. LeBron's the best player on that team. He's the best player in the NBA in year eighteen, which is incredible. You've literally never seen anything like this. And for all the people who claim that he will quote unquote never ca catch Jordan, guys, he yeah. is continuing to make the case. Like he's still playing as if he's in his prime. The resume isn't finished yet. At the end of the season, he can have five regular season MVPs, five titles, five finals MVPs. It's year 18, and we're still talking about LeBron as the best player in basketball. But, yes, I would have him right now number one on my MVP ballot with Embiid, Kawhi, uh, Jokic. That, that's Maybe like the Chris fourth. Paul. Chris Paul get a few votes. I was just uh, talking to my stepson as your age. And Durant. Durant. And I forgot Durant. Durant. Yeah, Durant, always. And he said, he's your age, 28. And he said to me, um, watched the game last night when he hit the third quarter buzzer beat. And he says to me, 
He's watched his whole career, and he goes, have you ever seen anything like this? No. I said, no, no, no. No sport. Brady's a team sport. It's a different game. No sport. I've never seen anything like it. Leave you with this. It's always good to hear you. You know, I like to bust the chops a little. But all kidding aside, your knowledge is fantastic on the NBA and other sports. But I'll leave you with this. If this continues on and he wants to play with Bronny, his son, and that's his objective because he takes care of his body, his his game physically is slightly off on the defensive end. Big deal. But mentally, his game better now. And I'll tell you another thing. He handpicked Anthony Davis to take the load off of him. And if you look at the box score last night, their two starting guards played 20 and 22 minutes and scored two and three points apiece. That shows you how great. Yeah, losing 18 your... years, it's case closed to me. I've never seen a better player. Yeah, and appreciate your call, Spike. On LeBron, I was in that in that camp where I thought Jordan's the best player ever. I don't see LeBron catching him, but it's hard to it's it's getting harder and harder to make that argument. Le- LeBron is still going. He has the longevity. He's gonna finish if he continues at this pace. He's gonna finish number one all time in scoring. Top five assists, top five rebounds. He's going to have number one or number two in every statistical playoff category. As I mentioned, at the end of this year, he could have five championships, five finals MVPs, five regular season MVPs. Should have a defensive player of the year, but he was robbed in 2013. This guy is unbelievable. He is, it's, we've never seen, you watch LeBron right now, age 36, year 18, and you're like, how is he doing this? It's crazy. It's 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 insane. James in Spring Valley. Want to talk about? Uh, Want to get back to Deshaun Watson? What's up, James? Ty, man, I always have time to talk to my brother, man. The pot, my podcast doesn't stop just for you, man. Well, see, see, here's the going, thing, man. James. Here's the thing, James. And I'm very disappointed <laughs> in you. And we spoke about this earlier, but I want to bring it to the to the public. You used to call. You were a loyal listener. You were every Saturday morning. Part of my routine was nine oh three. I'm sitting in the producer chair. I am screening James in Spring Valley. We're having a conversation. We're going back and forth. I put you on on hold. You get on the air with Dave. You have been missing. I mean, APB out on James and Spring Valley for the better part of I don't know the last seven and a half to eight months. Then I find out. You were do- because I'm still cool with Kai. Kai used to work at the station. You've got a podcast. You got Kai on a podcast. So I'm saying, wait. So this is what happened. He blew up so big. He he just thought he was too good for this station now. So I'm very disappointed. But but all of that to say, it's good to hear from you tonight. What's up, James? It's it's really good to hear from you, Ty. And obviously, what Spike said is true. Like I was on that LeBron camp, but it's on that Jordan camp. But it's getting so hard. It's getting so hard, and, I, and I'm and I'm we're the same age, so it's very hard. You know how now, you know it's getting gotta, tough. Real quick, you know how you know it's getting tough when you have to start nitpicking certain things. Like you see some people in media in the media exactly. now talking about his free throw shooting. <laughs> like if that is exactly. the biggest flaw of his game, like if you have to go there in the Jordan Lebron conversation, you it's you know you feel the doors closing on you. You feel the walls are closing in on you. That that's how you know. Exactly. That's how you know that they're letting go of the rope a little bit. But go ahead, Deshaun Watson. Exactly. Now, Deshaun Watson. Now, if I know Ty, you're a light, light, you're a light fan. If the if the if the Jets get Deshaun Watson, he would be the best quarterback in your franchise history. Let no, no doubt about it. Immediately. But immediately. But I feel, and this is from outside's point of view, I don't know if this is necessarily right. Fit because I don't know if the Jets are able to raise to win. Likely, I feel like the best fit. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers and say, "Hey, I go on that team. I could definitely compete for a Super Bowl." Now, if he goes to the Jets, it's great. It's good. It's great. I mean, you could go compete in the AFC East with with um with, with Josh Allen and um um I guess Miami, but. I feel like the Jets would be make sense because the Jets have the better package, but I feel but like... See, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a little yeah. bit of a different conversation, and I appreciate your call, James. If if the conversation is, 
rank these teams as far as what the best fits would be, then even as a Jet fan, it would be impossible for you to say they're at the top of the list. Because as you mentioned, San Francisco, that's a slam dunk. That is a team that is two years removed from being in the Super Bowl. You add Deshaun Watson to that group. They're they're the favorites in the NFC immediately. Even Chicago with that defense. There are better there are better situations out there for Deshaun Watson. But when you enter teams that have the best packages to offer, the Jets are right up there. Four first rounders in the next couple of years. Ton of cap space. It's a situation that, for me, it's a match made in heaven. I I feel honored as a Jet fan that we are now involved in these conversations. And again, I I tease that we're going to hear from Jeremy Fowler. We'll do that on the other side of the break. That we're involved in a conversation where you could, in theory, acquire one of the seven best quarterbacks in the NFL. I've been searching for a quarterback my entire life. Now I get to have one of the seven best in the sport. It's a dream come true. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. On the eve of Valentine's Day. Speaking of Valentine's Day, because this song, the name of the song is Put Your Woman First. So my lady and I, my wife and I started dating officially 11 years ago. It's about to be 11 years in a couple of months. And coming into the relationship, we both had a mutual understanding of what Valentine's Day was and what it wasn't. And for us, it was not anything worth celebrating. Because of the whole, you know, it is a scam. It's just a way to for businesses to get you to spend a bunch of money. And then you go with the whole cliche of you should love your partner every day. Why is one day more special than the other one? So... That that was the stance that we took. And and going back to the money, you don't want to spend a bunch of money for no reason just to prove on one day that you love your spouse. It makes no sense. So with all that being said, guess who for the last decade has been doing just that, spending a bunch of money to, just to prove on one day that you love your spouse? <laughs> this guy. This guy right here. We're, we're all in on Valentine's Day. We have been, We have been ushered into... That community, that company, that family. Valentine's Day tomorrow. Chance to, you guys out there, get a chance to show your loved ones some, so show them that you love and appreciate them. And don't don't drop the ball because this year I understand that because of COVID, it's changed what you're able to do. Your options are now limited. But now you got to dip into that creativity bag. Go do something nice. Go do something special. Something different. Jacob, producing here in the studio. I, I don't mean to air all your business, but do you have a Valentine? Would I be wrong if I said yes in more than one? Wow. <laughs> you got more than one Valentine. You live and live it. Are, are, are you someone who feels that men should also be giving gifts for Valentine's Day? Like, are you going into this with an expectation that you're also going to have some gifts? I'm not going in there with any expectation, but I am all for equal play. Like, so a gift is definitely, I'm not going to say it's necessary, but I would like a gift too. Okay, yeah. Every once in a while. I'd like to be, you know, showered with You want to feel appreciated. You want to feel appreciated. Exactly. So ladies out there, if you're listening to the show, go out. It's not too late. Go do something nice. Make your make your man feel appreciated. Buy him something. I would say stay away from the flowers and roses because I'm not. That's not what I'm into. Uh, but something, any any token of love. This can't just be about the women out there. Ladies, show your men some love, and men, go go bless your your ladies as well. Go bless your ladies as well. All right, back to the phone calls. We go. Back to the phone call. Oh, before we get to the phone calls, please, if you're single out there, go hang out with your single friends. Don't don't be that hater on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, you guys are so corny celebrating Valentine's Day. How could you? It's, it's disgusting. You should love your partner. Every- don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. Go hang out with your single friends. Have a good time. It's, it's love out there for everyone. So don't be a hater. That's all I'm saying. Don't be a hater. All right. Let's go back to the phone calls. Uh, Marcus is calling in. I don't know if this is New York or New Jersey. Marcus, talk to me. <laughs> 
Mark, so uh, how you doing, Ty D? What's up, brother? Oh, you're breaking up, man. You waited all that all that time, and now I can't even hear you. Come on, Marcus. Marcus. Uh, all right, so we'll go to Shaq in Queens. Talk to me, Shaq. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Ty? What's, uh, on, thank brother? You my what's up, Hello? brother? How you doing? Yeah, I, I just wanted to comment on the LeBron James uh, versus Jordan situation. Um, the conversation me, people love. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> I'm ready for it. For me, LeBron is is a, a man. He worked very hard, um, and he kind of has Jordan at the forefront. And, you know, so since Jordan has retired, there's nothing Jordan can add to his legacy. So Correct. it's just open play for LeBron, and he's always going to – you know, be healthy, you know, because he puts a million dollars a year into his body alone. Um, but for me, he's he's a man chasing ghosts. I, I feel like he cannot beat Jordan out. For me, um, when you look at it, let's instead of going to the past, let's look to the future. So in the future, let's say you have an immortal person or something like that. They'll always be able to catch somebody's statistics. For me, the way you look at it is that you bring all the past and all the possibilities into the one era, if you can imagine that. I feel like Jordan, if everybody played, will all of them played in the same era in their prime, I think Jordan outcompetes everybody. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, Shaq. And don't go anywhere because I, I, I want to have this conversation with you. Because, first of all, you contradicted yourself. You started uh-huh. with LeBron is continuing to add to his legacy and his resume, but then you said there's nothing he can do to, to catch Jordan, which doesn't make all that sense because I would ask you this. Let's just hypothetically speaking. If LeBron goes out there and for the next five seasons wins five straight championships, five straight finals MVPs, and let's call it three of the five regular se- season MVPs, you're still going to sit there and say he can never be better than Jordan? Yes. And the that's reason why a, and I it's asinine. That, that's asinine, Jack. Come on, that right. that is I asinine. I understand that that seems that way. So basically, the, if he adds more statistics to himself, what I'm saying is that it would be more based on the fact that if or the belief that if Jordan was able to play, he would outdo him. So, but when see, Jordan that's retired, that's something we can't measure. We can't measure compete and if Jordan were here what he would be able to do he would be able to outcompete LeBron we cannot measure that it's also a silly argument because who's to say who can outcompete one other person we're looking at the resumes we're looking at LeBron James who is in the midst of one of the best careers we've ever seen not just in the NBA and in sports history and he's still going the longevity matters the championships matter the stats matter you know him so being you're, you're an, saying that if somebody were able to uh just look at statistics from the you know whoever was the greatest before them and then outdo them statistically then they would move into the greatest of all time well it's not just stats like we're what we're watching with lebron as i keep mentioning is something we've never seen before the most durable nba athlete i've ever seen and he got hurt two years ago yeah. with the growing with the Lakers, his first season in L.A. But outside of that, this dude has been indestructible. He plays every game. He, he doesn't take nights off. And, and again, he, he is still the best player in basketball. Like, I don't know. I don't think that people realize how how crazy that is. And I appreciate your call, Shaq. The, the fact that this guy is still the best player in basketball he goes to L.A. after he wins the championship in Cleveland. He, he leaves in 2018, goes to the Lakers. And this, the, the narrative is, well, he's going to L.A. Obviously, it can't be about championships anymore. He's punted on catching MJ. It has to be about Hollywood and movies. So LeBron says, all right, so what I'm going to do is win a championship in my second season with the Lakers, win the finals MVP, and in my third season through how many games? 26 games. I'm going to be the front runner for the MVP. How's that for going to L.A. just for Hollywood? It's a ridiculous argument to say that a person can never catch Jordan. His, his, he's still going. 
I don't I don't want to be you know Captain Literal man, but to 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 say here that he could never catch Jordan means that LeBron could play for the next two decades, win championships every single year, and you're still gonna sit there and say, nope, he he still can't catch Jordan. People love to hate on him, and they'll forever hold 2011 uh, against the Mavs. They'll hold that against him, which is understandable. It, it was the lowest point of his career. It is the biggest choke job, or one of the biggest choke jobs we've ever seen by a superstar. But since then, LeBron is, I mean, he's hes damn near pitching a perfect game. And that doesn't mean he's winning championships every year. But he's been the best player in the league every single year since then. And he's and the championships he's won. I mean, look at 2016 from 3-1 down against a, a 73-win Warriors team. Wasn't supposed to win that. Jordan, Jordan doesn't have that on his resume. He's it, LeBron's unbelievable. And y'all need to stop hating. Because I'll tell you what, if he wins the championship this year, finals MVP, and regular season MVP, that he'll never catch Jordan, throw that take in the, in the trash bin. Ty Butler, uh, here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll get some more of your phone calls. We're also going to transition to the Knicks, who are playing the Rockets tonight. Houston has lost four straight games. The Knicks hosting Houston tonight. With a chance to make it two straight after winning last night. Randall was sensational. Randall was sensational last night against the Wizards. He continues to build that all-star caliber profile. So we'll get into the Knicks. We also got to talk about the Nets as well. Durant is making his return tonight. Everyone is so quick to sound the alarm on the Nets every time they lose a game. Uh, because uh, you don't think that they're going to get to the NBA Finals because their defense is bad. But the reason why you're actually sounding an alarm is because you know they're going to get to the NBA Finals and you're rooting against that. I just got a text from my boss that I both love and hate at the same time. I'll get to that in a moment. But I did tease I was going to play Jeremy Fowler uh, what he said as far as the chances the Jets have of landing Sam, Sam Darnold, of landing Deshaun Watson. Let's take a listen to that. You do have the New York Jets, of course, which have a beautiful location in New Jersey and lots of good draft picks to offer, a young, energetic coaching staff. They've got it all, right? From what I'm told, Deshaun Watson uh, doesn't have them high on his list. You know, when I talked to a source, the way I asked it is, well, Miami and New York have the most draft capital to make something happen. They said, well, yeah, Miami would probably be the favorite in that case. But I think Deshaun Watson's plan is the anywhere but Houston plan. And so if New York makes the best offer and the Texans tell Deshaun, hey, take it or leave it, he might take it. So you listen to that, and at first you feel disheartened because all this time we've been talking about a possible Deshaun Watson to the Jets trade, and then you hear, well, the Jets aren't really high on his list. But toward the end of that, he says the best package, the best trade offer could win out, which is what it may come down to. So uh, as I mentioned to the, the caller a couple of segments ago, the Jets in no way, shape, or form are the best fit for Deshaun Watson, a quarterback in his prime ready to win a championship. No, there are other teams better out there as far as acquiring his services and putting them over the top. But they may have the best package to offer and that's what you're hoping this is going to come down to the Texans find the Jets what they're offering to be the best and he lands here in New York I I, god I hope so all right so to the text I received from my guy my boss Ryan Hurley he says because we were, t- we were doing the whole MJ versus LeBron debate last segment. He, he texts me. He says, Jordan never choked and never lost. Game over. Insert coin. He's right about one thing. Jordan never choked. And he's also right about saying Jordan never lost. That's, of course, if we don't include 84, 85, and 86 when he lost in the first round. But, yes, he never lost. Oh, but then you can also include 87 when he lost in the conference semi. He never. Oh, but then you also would have to include the conference finals in 88 and 89 when he lost, losing in the conference finals, uh, the conference semis in 93 and 94. But outside of that, he's right. Jordan has never lost. Never. Never. If you exclude those series, those playoff series where he lost, he didn't lose. He was 6-0 in the finals. That's his resume. Jordan played six years in the NBA, went to six straight finals, and won them all. That's it. The the resume ends there. Look, I'm not saying he's not the best basketball player of all time. I'm on the fence. I wasn't. If you would have asked me this 365 days ago, I would say Jordan's the guy. 
but LeBron, LeBron is making it so hard for me to leave him out of that room. He's in the room. He's making it hard for me to not put him in that king's chair. No pun intended. And he's continuing to, to improve the legacy and enhance the resume. It's, it's hard. It's tough. All right. This is apropos. Let's go to King and BK. King, talk to me. Hey, yo, you hear me? Oh, yes, hey, yo, I do hear it's you. you. Oh, no, Listen, it's, it's man, not me. It's King Bourne. It's somebody uh, else. It's not me. It's it's not Ty. It's somebody else. No, nah, no. Nah, all right, listen, man. <laughs> Let's, I got three points, brother. We're going to do it me. like this. King Born here. Nice Let's to meet it. you. I'm glad you got your platform Thank to do you, your thing. Now, I do Uh-oh. agree with you. Jordan lost seven years in a row. Isaiah beat him. He had to go through Isaiah. Now, you got to look at it like this, right? What about Kobe? Kobe got five rings. Kobe's my guy. That's my favorite athlete of all time. But check it, though. Kobe won with well man Ron Artest. Met a world peace. So he did two rings just for handling him and Lamar Odom. But you forget about Kareem. Six, Six finals. Hold on. Six rings. Six MVPs at the age of 38, he was averaging 25 and 10. Now, if you want to say that LeBron is the most versatile player ever with points, assists, and rebounds, I give you that. But you got some – and look at the errors they played. It ain't no hand-checking now. They can't foul you now. So all I'm trying to say is this, man. You got – Look at Iverson. Iverson was 5'11 and got an MVP. You see what these people is doing now? It's the, they they want to they wanna compare a person in a different era than the other person. They got to stop doing that. Your well, we can't your stop. Is, King, King, it, we can't it, stop doing that because that's what makes the conversation go. That's sports talk radio. That's everywhere. That's entertainment. Yeah. Com- comparative analysis across eras. It, like, that's what we do here. And you bring up Kareem, and I would agree. Kareem probably has the best start to an NBA career uh, in the history of the league. The rookie of the year, he was a champion. He was a finals MVP. Right. He, the, the start, and you look at Kareem's resume. Nobody lost to the, the Dallas Mavericks. His the, record is 4-6, and six, man. The, the first. keep it real. You said what? LeBron's record is 4-6, and six, you said? LeBron record is 4-6. and six. He got the same amount of championships as Shaq. And they okay. both Shaq played what twenty, twenty or nineteen yeah, but it's years. Not, it's not now, just it's not just about the championships, King. It's not just about that. I, I listed a, a host of things. LeBron's going to finish number one in uh, pretty much every statistical playoff category. He he's faster. He's bigger. True. He's stronger. He's a better passer. All of that than Jordan. All of that he has over Jordan. He's got better numbers than Jordan. He he can still catch him in championships. But can and I pre- he retire? But can he retire and win three titles in a row? LeBron never won. Uh, uh, if you really think about it, LeBron won two. Jordan. Now so I'm not really in the Jordan about, fans. Wait, My first, favorite player was Dominique Wilkins. King, 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 King. Hold on. This is a very fascinating phone call, and I know I'm up against the clock, Jacob. I'm, I'm going to run past the yacht. I'm sorry, but this phone call is just so fascinating. So you said can LeBron? So it would be more impressive for LeBron if he had in the middle of his run he he went to nine straight NBA Finals. It would have been more impressive for him instead of going to to three of the, just retiring right in the middle of that run and then coming back and competing for championships. That would have been more impressive. It, it, that come on, that it makes it's no sense. What you're saying makes you no gotta sense. You got to look at the facts, brother. The you got to look are, at it. You can't be putting you, these dudes on a pedestal. You're telling me to. All right, King. And lost the Dallas Mavericks. I appreciate Come your on, call, man. King. You I know. appreciate your call. I appreciate your call. Again, it was fascinating. You you tell me to look at facts, but 20 seconds before that, you said, well, I know LeBron's got four rings, but he really only has two. But you're the one telling me to look at facts. Get a little Knicks Rockets. How about that? Knicks looking to go for their second straight win, fresh off that W last night. Over the Wizards. How about this for the Knicks? Last night they picked up their 12th win of the season in game 44. Or, I'm sorry, game 27. Last year, that didn't happen until game 44. Last year they had the 23rd ranked defense. This year it's 5th. 
Last year, you didn't really have a single player you wanted to watch outside of R.J. Barrett because he was your rookie, but someone worth sitting there and watching if you were uh, a non-Knicks fan. This year, you've got Julius Randle on the on the brink of an all-star appearance. He gave you, what, 24-18 and 18 last night. That dude has been balling fresh off of a season where every Knicks fan in the world wanted to run him out of town. So the Knicks have been playing a lot better than I anticipated. And I'll, I'll be honest, I said on these airwaves that the Knicks were going to be a very fun and exciting 50-loss team. They're going to they're, they're gonna be a fun bunch because the, the young players, you've got a new head coach. I know the fans up until you know February 23rd would not have been able to be in the arena, but Nick fans are loyal. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of competitive losses. But so far, the Knicks have actually been a lot better than I think anyone anticipated to the point where they're expected now to beat bad teams. They're not a bad team, but they can beat bad teams. Middling teams, you still expect them to win. And then the, the better teams, you feel like they can be competitive. And great teams have closers. I don't know that the Knicks have one, but you just feel like you don't you don't go into a Knicks game and say, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do tonight? How how much how badly are we gonna lose tonight?" You you feel like it's been a fun experience. My guy Dave Rothenberg earlier talked about that this morning. He doesn't dread watching Knicks games. And when's the last time you felt that way? They've been fun this year. I've been wrong about them. And look, I, I'll take it because basketball in New York City, when you have both teams operating with, let's call it electricity, it's fun. If the Knicks get into the playoffs, how about this? What if the Knicks get into the playoffs and you get a first-round matchup with the Nets? How fun would that be for New York City? And we're about 10 days away from fans being allowed back in both the Barclays and Madison Square Garden. So, the Knicks. R.J. Barrett has played outside of the last two games where he's really struggled. He's, he's been so much better this year because I thought, I thought the Knicks were going to have a real R.J. Barrett problem in the sense of I didn't know that he ever was going to become someone you could rely on for production. But so far this year, what's he giving you? 16 a game? Jump shot looks a little better. Can't hit a three, but I don't think that's going to sink him. If he's able to still be aggressive, attack the basket, and play some defense, I think R.J. Barrett can, can be a really good player. What's his ceiling? Who knows? But in year two, you love what you've seen from R.J. Barrett. Emmanuel, quickly, if the if LaMelo Ball didn't exist, we'd be talking more about Emmanuel quickly being in the running for Rookie of the Year. Because that dude has been special. Got a little bit of an awkward looking shot, but he's been great. And overall, again, I sit down and I'm like, oh, Knicks, Rockets? Yeah, let me turn this on. This could be fun. They could win this game tonight. Rockets coming in, losers of four straight games. They could win this game tonight. And on the other side, you got the Brooklyn Nets, who it's so funny how there's like every time the Nets lose a game people actually hit me up on Twitter and I, I get DMs on Instagram as well oh how about those Nets how about those Nets how about those Nets like we're sounding the alarm on a team that right now is the number three seed in the Eastern Conference and with Philly losing today the Nets are only three games back in the loss in the loss column of the one seed I get it. The Nets right now, the Achilles heel, no pun intended, has to be the defense. 27th in the NBA in defense, that's not going to get you in position to win a championship. But you also have to realize that Durant, Irving, and Harden have only played six games together. Six. One was a couple of uh, two weeks ago, that Friday night game against the Raptors, where Durant didn't start, but he was able to come into the game, but then he had to take him out. So we can kind of take that one off the table. But in the other five games they played together, the Nets are 4-1. 4-1, which includes that incredible win they had over the Clippers uh, when the Clippers are, are, were hot with Kawhi Leonard, an MVP candidate, and Paul George playing out of his mind this year. 
four and one. So yes, yeah, small sample size, but if you're arguing that you've seen enough from the Nets where you're just out on them being a contender this year, they're not gonna get to they're not gonna get to the Eastern Conference Finals, they're not gonna get to the finals because the defense has been so bad. That's an idea that I just vehemently reject. Because I've been saying it. You've got two top seven players in the NBA. Harden doesn't look like he's in, you know, game shape, peak Harden game shape. Because admittedly, and you're going to see on on ABC tonight, he did a sit down with Richard Nichols and he expresses some regret with how he handled the exit from Houston. So he comes in, he's not in shape. I don't think he's there yet at his peak. But once he becomes James Harden again, and Durant is right now the second best player in the NBA, he's doing what he's been doing this season, and Kyrie Irving is still one of the best scorers on the planet. Once that all comes together, we all know they're going to be in the in the NBA Finals. Like we know that you can pretend that you don't know it because you're a net hater. You can be a Nick fan who you root against the Nets, but you won't admit it because you don't want to feel like you have any energy you're putting toward the Nets. But we know they're going to be in the finals, so I'm not concerned about them at all. They play tonight, the Warriors, and it is actually the beginning of a tough, tough. Uh, road trip for the Nets because they go so they're in San Francisco tonight to take on the Warriors they go to Sacramento to Phoenix a really good Phoenix team with Chris Paul playing you know Chris Paul has been playing great this year then they go to LA to play the Lakers and the Clippers back to back it's a tough five game road trip especially with with Durant having been out for a week but it'll come together it will come together and I think in the end, we'll have a Nets-Lakers NBA Finals. Because I just don't see a team in the East being able to stop that high-octane Brooklyn Nets offense. And yes, they're going to have to make some moves around the trade deadline, more specifically via the buyout market, going to get a big, because you do need a room protector. I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to last with Jeff Green at the five, just you know, predominantly. Maybe that can be your closing lineup, but you, you need some rim protection. You need some resistance. Because as, as great of a defender as Durant is, you just need more size down there. So, I mean, you can do what you do. Go on Twitter after every net game, after every net loss, and sound those alarms. But come the NBA Finals... <laughs> You're going to be the one sitting with that egg on your face. All right, let's go to the phone calls. I hear that Charlie wants to tell me that no one cares about the Nets. Charlie and Woodside. Now, before you tell me no one cares about the Nets, let me ask you a question. What is the basketball team that you root for? Uh, the Knicks. All right, shocking. But, shocking. But, All right, go ahead. But the Knicks, but the Knicks, but like, uh, yeah, the Knicks, but I mean, why are we talking about this? This is one of the irrelevant contenders in history go down as the, the most irrelevant contender in history. Uh, there are such unwatchable in terms of, like, disgustingly, like, how, like, orchestrated, you know, the, the outs that Harden may, uh, Durant is popping. He, he, I don't care. He's probably the top three players in the NBA, but he's one of the, he's going to, he's going to go down as one of the uh, fraudulent champions in history. Uh, Kyrie, uh, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say by his first name. Irving is such a clown. They're unlikable. Uh, the fact that uh, they are talking to town is a joke. It, no matter what, 24 7, 360, what, 62 days? Well, I forgot. 65, 365 days. This is a baseball town. This is a Yankees town. So in fact, the Mets are second team in town. People care about the Mets more. Uh, the Giants always a talk. The anytime the Jets are talk are talk of the town. Um, people care about the Rangers, the Islanders, or even all right, the Charlie. Jets. I've heard enough. I'm Nick. sorry, babe. With all due respect, I've heard uh, enough because uh, I appreciate your phone call. But that was just a machine gun of bad takes. He says they're the most fraudulent contender. A fraud. I, I don't even understand what that means. They're unwatchable. Yeah, put 
put Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players ever, James Harden, one of the greatest scorers of all time, and Kyrie Irving, one of the best scorers in the NBA right now, put them all on the team on the basketball court, yes, that is unwatchable. I mean, come on now, Charlie. But I expected it because of how you led the phone call with the team that you root for. And look, if you are a basketball fan in this city, objectively, like me, I'm rooting for both teams to do well. Because I think in the next couple of years, the Knicks can be legitimate. They've got enough cap space. They've got the draft capital needed to orchestrate some type of trade for stars. You've got some, some talent here that you can continue to groom. I think the Knicks can be really good in the next few years. I'm actually rooting for it because that would be fun. Where every night, you know, Knicks and Nets are much must watch on separate televisions. Who's better? The Knicks or the Knicks? Like that being a legitimate conversation. But when you start the phone call as a Knicks fan and then you say that the Nets are unwatchable, I mean, give me a break. Nobody cares about the Nets. The, when the Nets lose, watch this. When the Nets lose a game, you, the national media is covering it like there's no tomorrow. That's the lead story the next day. When the Nets lose a game. Don't sit here and tell me nobody cares about the Nets. Hiding uh, in the Bronx. Let's go. Talk to me. Oh, Todd, me and you got a problem, Todd. Uh-oh. How can you say LeBron James have better number than MJ? Where? I'm sorry? Where? Say that again? How can you say LeBron James have better number than MJ? Where? What do you mean, when? where? He's got more points. He's got more points. He's got more points. No, 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 no. So you're asking me a question, but you don't want me to answer the question. Can I ask? Can I? Can I answer the question or no? Is that allowed? Okay. So you said where? Where did I find that LeBron has better numbers than Jordan? Yeah. All right. So points, points, accomplishments, rebounds, accomplishments. You said numbers. Oh, so now we're not doing numbers anymore. We're just doing accomplishments. MVPs. Who has more MVPs? Jordan has more MVPs for now, but when you talk about a championships, Jordan has more. So we're not, we're not, but I just want to get this straight. I just want to get this straight just so we could be on the same page. The question was about numbers. So we're no longer doing numbers. We're just doing accomplishments, the, the ones that you're, you're posing to me. Raiders just, of all time, Ty, and I respect you because I listen to you on Saturdays when they the marks, but accomplishments, that, that's what makes you the greatest of all time. It's not numbers. Okay, so it's the reason right. why you could say Mahomes is is the best you ever seen, and then jump into Rogers. But there's no there's no dispute that that um there's no conversation. That all right, let me ask you a question. I, I think I think we can come to uh I think we could come to an understanding here with this question that I'm going to pose to you. I want you to answer it to me honestly, though. Okay. Okay. Honestly, so if it's just about accomplishments and championships, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? MJ. Oh, so it's not Bill Great Russell. It's, so it's not Bill Russell who who has eleven championships. No, it's not him. Back then, it was fourteen. No, oh, he had okay. he had a one out of fourteen. No, 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 no. Because this is this. I, I hate this narrative that okay. people try to make. When you ask every player who play against MJ and LeBron, who they who, who they choose, who they say is the better player. It depends on the player. When you ask, no, 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 Chris Webber, Vince Carter, McGrady, anybody, okay, anybody, so three guys. Three guys. But okay, yep, that means I mean, okay, player. no problem. Mm-hmm. Tell me LeBron's best decade. Which one was it? LeBron's best decade. We might be, or we might, we might have just wrapped up this best decade. But I appreciate your call, Highland. Okay, Highland. Here, here's the thing, and it, it's it's so fascinating to me that I am now the one to make the the LeBron MJ, LeBron's better than MJ point because, like I said, if you would ask me this question 365 days ago, I would have gone the other way. But when you get, when you ask for numbers, I give you numbers, but then you don't want those numbers, then you talk about accomplishments. Let me ask you a question. All the MJ fans out there, tell me the championship that, that Jordan won that was more impressive than what LeBron did in 2016. Yeah, you won't be able to because there's no championship MJ won that was more impressive than what LeBron did in, in 2016. Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram. The New York Knicks at 12 and 15, currently the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference right now will host the Houston Rockets at 11 and 14. They come in losers of four straight games, but I did want to end the show in a special way. I, I we all know it is the eve of Valentine's Day. So I thought that I would have the greatest person in my life, the greatest thing to ever happen to me 
someone who was doing the greatest thing that anyone has ever done for me. That is my beautiful wife, the lovely and talented Cassandra Alicia Rivera. Hello there. Hello, hello. So I, I did. I, let's start here. First and foremost, I, I haven't formally done this, and you've been asking me to do it. So let's start with: Will you be my Valentine? Absolutely not. If you're gonna ask me like that, no. Wow, really? No, you're gonna reject me. I'm gonna think about it. You gotta come, come better. All right. So, so here, here's the exercise here. I, I, because I struggle with, like, when it's your birthday, yes, you get the person who their birthday is. You get them a gift. Mother's Day is about moms. Father's Day is about dads. But Valentine's Day is should there be an expectation that men also get gifts? Should this be like a mutually beneficial partnership on Valentine's Day? Well, I feel like it's always the thought of it is about the women, right? But as I've gotten older, I've started to think that it just it's just about love. You can give it to a grandma, you give it to a dad, little brother. Just it's all about love. So to answer your question, yes, I think there should be some kind of expectation for guys. Now, because we're in the spirit of giving and love, I did want to offer some advice to everyone out there because Valentine's Day, you want to make sure you get it right. I would imagine that since we're in the midst of a pandemic, divorce rates are at its highest or at its peak because you know some people feel the more you spend time with your partner I don't feel this way but the more you spend time with your partner you know the 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 tolerance begins to dissipate I've actually heard people tell me they can't wait to get back to work because they're tired of being around their their wife and kids which is I mean just maddening to me but uh, I want to put our our audience in best position to succeed this weekend so from you what I want is the don'ts of Valentine's Day. As a woman, what are some don'ts? Stay away from this. What is that? Honestly, the only thing that I can think of is do not propose to your significant other on Valentine's Day. Why is that a bad idea? I think it's tacky. I've always thought that the idea of proposing on Valentine's Day is so tacky. What happens when... If and when things don't go right, now this person is going to be thinking about you on Valentine's Day. It's, it's also sad. cliche, and I feel like yeah, you tacky. want you want you want special occasions to live on its own. Like mm-hmm. you want the anniversary not to conflict with Christmas. You want the engagement anniversary not to conflict with New Year's. So I think that and it's twice the gifts too. Yes. so I don't want to. Yeah, operating on the same day, I don't think is is the way that you go. All right, so now we we eliminated the don't don't propose, guys. That's not what you should be doing. Uh, do it a week a, a week later or two weeks later. How about some do's? What are some do's? I feel like you're just asking me because you haven't planned anything special. Wow. You're trying to get ideas. That's good. I don't know if I you're you're, that. you're really smart because what I. I struggled with what to do this mm-hmm. year, and but I, I know I can't just say, oh, ask your mom, like oh, ask Cassie what she wants because you're too smart for that. So I mastered it as let me bring you on the air to ask you what some do's are so that I can now put that into motion since I've never, I haven't done anything yet. Exactly. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> do we have some do's? Any, any, um, any advice for all the, the ladies and the men out there who are celebrating Valentine's Day? I guess Day? speaking for any woman, I would just say something relaxing. I know for me, I want like a spa day, a massage, some chocolates. You don't have to do the flowers, but if you do flowers, it's cool. Just show the person you love them. Be affectionate. Write a letter. Something cute. You love letters. Like I love handwritten, handwritten letters. letters. Yeah. I wish I knew how to sing. Because that would be awesome. Like if yeah. I could handwrite a letter and then as you're reading it, I just start singing and playing piano. Yeah, that'd be nice. But unfortunately, you weren't blessed. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Well, you were blessed in the sense that, you know, your hands and the, the kitchen. So I think that's where you should go back to. Honestly, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, that was that. That was good. That, that was good. I appreciate you joining the show. Once again, Happy Valentine's Day to you. You are my Valentine, whether you like it or not. And I appreciate you for being the greatest person in my life and doing the greatest thing that anyone has ever done for me. And that is carrying my child. On Monday, we will be 20 weeks. So I'm excited for that. And I'm excited to continue to spend this opportunity to build a family, build a relationship, and just continue to grow. Thanks, babe. Prosperity. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. You make me so proud. I'll see you in a little bit for dinner. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right. So let's end quickly. My man Buddha in the Bronx wanted to weigh in. Buddha in the Bronx, talk to me. Hey, what's up, baby? How you doing, man? Good what's to hear you, man. Team? I love this right here. Yo, thanks, Listen, brother. Two things real quick. Real quick. Your LeBron and the MJ thing. Listen, I, I, I go along with most of the callers. 
MJ is better, but I'll say this much, though. The LeBron before Miami and the LeBron after Miami is a big difference. The LeBron after Miami is a lot closer to Jordan than the first one. Now, with R.J. Barrett, you know, with R.J. Barrett, bro, I mean, I, I love you guys, and I know that, you know, it's been tough here as a Knicks fan. It's been tough here as a Jets fan. You know, I'm a Jets fan. I know. Everybody wants to give Sam Donald another chance. It's hope. Listen, it is what it is. Sam Donald, he sucks, man. I hate to say it, man, but he, he really does. And you know what? R.J. Barrett is not far behind him. A shooting guard who can't shoot. Ah, oh, come on, Buddha. We can't end that way. Buddha, I'm sorry. I'm up against the clock. I got to let, let you go, Buddha. I'm up against the clock. We can't end that way. I just told you, R.J. Barrett has been balling this year. He's been balling this year. Come on, man. Don't do, don't do my man's dirty like that. He's in his second season. Give him some time. Give him some time. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.